This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And they're off. Not free, really. Not really. Yeah, no, they haven't. I tried <laughs> to bring a little excitement to the start of free agency 2023. But as predicted by one and many, long gone are the days of uncharacteristically aggressive shopping sprees, free agent to Palooza's, and the Patriots making lots of noise. In fact, my co-host today would like to tell you a certain something about a word you can't spell without Pat in it because he is not a fan of the approach thus far. It's the legal tampering period, but as far as I'm concerned, having separate names for it seems completely irrelevant and unnecessary, but who am I to tell the multi, multi, multi-billion dollar NFL how to do their business? Free agency is underway, and so is the latest episode of Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by your friends at WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. We're going to explore the Patriots' start to free agency today, as well as what signings we do and don't like from around the NFL. Plus, Andy Hart is going to tell you a little something about some rule proposals that have been brought up, which, as we said before the podcast began today, uh, rule proposal changes at this point are technically more interesting than the New England Patriots' approach to the offseason. So we got that going for us, which is nice. It's Fitzy, it's Jumbo, it's you, Andy would you say thus far, here we are just under 24 hours into free agency 2023, the Patriots approach thus far is on par with your expectations, surging beyond your expectations or coming in uh, just below expectations? Just below my expectations. Okay. Uh, I, I think they needed to be aggressive. And I say that in the past tense, because even though free agency hasn't begun yet, as you noted, um, because of the weird way the NFL does things. Technically, teams are not supposed to be agreeing to terms on contracts, and yet mm-hmm. they have agreed to terms on, what, 50 contracts across the league or something? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I even laughed. The The NFL Network on Saturday and Sunday was doing live free agent frenzy shows, and I'm like, how are you doing free agency frenzy shows when your supposed league rules say that teams can't be talking yet? And then when they can start talking, they can't really agree to terms. But whatever, let's take it for what it is. Um, because it's a farce. It is a farce. And what else? You, is a you farce? wait, wait, you wait, hold on. You said, uh, pardon me for cutting off, but I think, I think even you said when we were talking about the combine just a, a few days back that basically free agency was kind of underway by the time you get to the combine because. All day, it's listening to sound bites and hello, how are you, whatever else. Men doing, you know, sprints and three cones in their underpants. And then next thing you know, it turns into, 
see you at the bar. Are we going to flingers or tchotchkes, steak and shrimp, martinis and beers? And 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 all of a sudden deals are sort of getting worked on oh, yeah. and agreed to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's out there. They just pretend it isn't. And that's how you have, you know, 90 minute, I mean, 90 million dollar deals being announced or agreed oh, yeah. to. Like, I mean, those contracts aren't written up in 30 seconds. They've they've talked about this previously. And apparently the Patriots haven't done a heck of a lot of talking to too many people. Now, I will say. I think they pulled off a borderline miracle to open free agency and the uh, legal tampering period. I think the trade for John Hugh Smith to the Falcons for a seventh round pick to unload his salary, to unload nearly $5 million in salary cap dollars um, for a guy who we've talked about is it was just a body. He was a body on the depth chart because his contract made him uh, so. And, you know, his old buddy, Arthur Smith, where he had, I guess, his best success production in Tennessee. Now 2020. In yep. Yep. Um, I like to say there's a sucker born every minute, and sometimes those suckers grow up to be NFL head coaches and GMs, and the Patriots found that sucker. Great job. Um, but when your biggest move is a salary dump, that's problematic. <laughs> like, that's their biggest move. And Okay, but at the same time, I'd like to yes nope, and no your – I'd like to yes and your okay. yes uh, and. minor miracle, if you will. I want to be a positive Pat's partner here on the pod. Alliteration uh, – fueled by my large cup of morning Joe. I want to be a positive Pat's pod partner because to me, not only is it great. Okay. Only $4 million of cap relief this year, a big, you know, a, a piece of scorched earth, like 13 million in dead cap money this year to remind you of the disaster of the salary, 31 and a half million dollars wasted and outlaid cash over the previous two seasons. But you do get a bunch of money back for next year. That's great. This must mean, number one, Bill O'Brien took a look. Yeah, I know. Hooray, great success. <laughs> Bill O'Brien looked at the tape and even probably told Bill, like, for what you guys have to pay him this year? No, I can't. It's not It's not worth it. And what for me, personally, both as, you know, podcaster, broadcaster, uh, super fan on the field, and just somebody who likes the Patriots in general, I'm relieved that I no longer have to worry about either trying to spin the latest edition of the Janu Follies into something funny for the audience or that I don't have to sit around and go, oh, my God, what were they thinking? I can't believe I'm constantly reminded of the money they wasted. So it's best for all parties. Divorce, shake hands. You're welcome. Keep calm. Move along. Yeah, I, I want to read you because sometimes I feel like we get too close when we talk about these um, negative issues, bad contracts, bad players, whatever. So I went to overthecap.com. Mm -hmm. which is um, one of the preeminent uh, salary cap websites on the internet. They do a great job with the NFL. Mm -hmm. And their reaction to the Jonu Smith trade, their analysis written by someone named Jason Fitzgerald, so mm -hmm. not some jilted Boston reporter, media type. Yeah. Uh, second paragraph, after they describe what happens with the trade, a team trading for Smith is surprising. The Patriots signed him to an overly aggressive $12.5 million a year contract in 2021 with a wild $31.25 million fully guaranteed at signing. It looked like one of the worst signings that year and wound up being just that as the Patriots never found a role for Smith, who had just 55 receptions for 549 yards in two years with the Patriots. So, And one touchdown. It was a bad signing. And there was now I would disagree a little bit, actually, with over the cap. I was a little bit more optimistic at the time of the signing. I didn't really care about the money because I thought they were targeting an athlete that they saw upside with in their offense, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Well, they were wrong. I was wrong. Josh McDaniels was wrong. Bill Belichick was wrong. Everybody who was involved. 
even Jono Smith and his teammates who kept saying, remember that first year? Breakout game's coming. Oh, that breakout game is coming. That bre It never came. It never will come. I don't think it'll come with Atlanta. It, it is what it is with him. But, okay, so Jono Smith is gone. So first mm -hmm. and foremost, I would argue, you know, we've done a lot of our positional uh, breakdowns for the Patriots mm -hmm. and needs and interest rating. You now need a tight end. You need at least a body on the roster, whether that's a mm -hmm. veteran, a draft pick. Clazy Claire is excited. She can focus more on the draft now, whether that's Michael Mayer, Notre Dame round one, or nope. take advantage of the depth and the talent in the second, third, fourth round. I agree with the nod that Fitzy gives. I would go that route. Probably, mm -hmm. by the way, you may need a veteran and a, and a draft pick. You might need two to compete. I'm okay with that. Right. So, okay, but move past that. What else we got? Yeah. Uh, so far, the Patriots have Jonathan uh, they retained a, pr a premier free agent, uh, or at least premier based on Ish. market availability. Adjacent, as you like to say. A premier adjacent. Uh, he's a I starter. I calling Jonathan Jones premier. I like him, love him, mm -hmm. underrated, versatile, productive, loyal. There's a million words I could use that are positive mm -hmm. adjectives mm -hmm. for Jonathan Jones. It would take me a really long time before I get to premiere. And even then, I might have to kind of um, really, really tighten the picture and say, was he at one point one of the premier slot cornerbacks in the NFL? Eh, maybe. maybe. So he, play, he played, played better than expected last year when necessity and need came to Foxborough and said, you got to kick outside for a while there, guy. And thus he did. And played pretty well. You know, got a little dinged up along the way. Got exposed a couple times. However... Uh, someone sent me a screen grab last night. 2022 Jalen Ramsey versus 2022 Jonathan Jones. Same number of interceptions. Same number of targets. Ramsey gave up 10 more catches and 170 more yards receiving. That said, so, I still So you like think Jones is better? Nope. I still would like okay. Jalen Ramsey on my team <laughs> as well. And I would even say this. How come you can't fit both of them on the same squad? You could have. We'll get to Jalen Ramsey and the moves made by other teams in the AFC and all around the NFL in our second leg of the pod today. Jonathan Jones, I guessed he would be retained. The Patriots want, wish, and desire for him would be around two for 20. I was off by a million. It was two for 19. Your pal Mike Giardi let us know yesterday via the tweet machine that he definitely did take a little bit of a hometown discount. He prioritized New England. Didn't want to have to uproot his family. He likes it there. He probably could have gotten like three for 30, three for 33 on the open market, maybe 36 tops. Yeah. Probably something like that. So, okay, good. A little loyalty, a little hometown discount. We like to see that. Thus far, though, Andy, the Patriots have prioritized in-house free agent matters. Resigned Big Bad Kyle Davis. Uh, we thought it may be Equale first, but they went for Big Bad Kyle. You hold on to Raekwon McMillan. Championship. Uh, versatile uh, multi-purpose linebacker, as Patriots oh, Wire mad. called. Yeah, it. you're still mad you clicked on a link. I cannot Patriots believe Wire. I got clickbaited into that. I was like, oh, the Pats must have signed someone else to go along with Raekwon and Tavai because they desperately need... Oh, no, you've just repurposed and repackaged. Yeah. Remember how I said there's line. a sucker born every minute? Sometimes they're NFL GMs. Well, Son sometimes they host podcasts. Bitch. I can't believe they got my click. Ah, eat a bag of clicks, Patriots Wire. Oh, so they, re they... Carl Davis. Suck my click? <laughs> Okay. Bunch of, click head, bunch of click heads <laughs> over there. All right. So re-sign Carl Davis, re-sign Raekwon McMillan, re-sign Jonathan Jones, and dump the corpse of Jono Smith. That is the lump sum of what the Patriots have done thus far. I, uh, we've, we learned last night also um, a Andre Dillard, a tackle from the foot, Philadelphia football Eagles, 
was in competition. Uh, the Patriots were in competition with the team that he ultimately signed with, according to Diana Rossini. He went to the Tennessee Titans on a four-year deal, I believe, for around $10 million a season. Uh, three-year deal, excuse me. Three-year. Yeah, three years, $29 million. Andy, was he on your radar at all for, like, value veteran tackle to come in uh, while you maybe develop Stulba or grab someone else in the draft? I didn't have him on the radar. You and I have lusted for the, uh, you know, Jawan Taylors or the McGlinches. He gone, went to gone. Denver. Uh, gone, gone. And Orlando Brown, premier tackle on the market, still available. Ish, as we record this. Um, yeah. Considered by now. many to be the premier free agent, still available mm -hmm. of, of mm -hmm. any position. Um, I, I knew who Dillard was. I wasn't because I think they need a high end tackle. It's why we've talked about either mm -hmm. top of free agency or top of the draft. And I don't disregard there's still that opportunity. The 14th pick in the draft can be a tackle and we can say, wow, they got their guy and, and Trent Brown's back and you've solidified the line. But the fact that they were on a second tier tackle. They're on a, I mean, you said premier, but I would say second tier defensive back, their own guy in re-signing mm -hmm. Jonathan Jones. And I would also say when we said you needed cornerback help, you needed it last year too, even with Jonathan Jones on the roster, mm -hmm. even with Jalen Mills, mm -hmm. even with the guys you had. So you need to supplement, complement, and augment um, like a nice pair of boobs, the uh, secondary. And you need That's more a, players back there. That's a lot of mints. That's a lot of mints. Augmentation. Yes. Um, you need cornerback augmentation. And you said the Miami Dolphins trade for Jalen Ramsey. And we could do a whole discussion. We will later in the podcast of how good he is, how valuable he is, whatever. He's by, he's, he's burnt toast, bro. He's, this, he's spent, he's cash. No, he's not guys. He's still pretty, he's still pretty damn good football player. This feels like an old school Patriots free agency and off season where you the second wave of free agents we hear is where the value you don't overspend in the first wave guess what you know who can wait for the second wave good teams mm -hmm. you know who can't teams that aren't even in the conversation in their own damn division who are forgotten and irrelevant and looking up potentially at three um borderline super bowl contenders in their own division mm -hmm. um but i would also argue the kansas city chiefs they wanted a guard. They needed a guard. They went and got a guard. They spent eighty million dollars on a guard, and oh, they could sit a tackle. Back. No, they got a tackle. No, they got I mean, uh, a that tackle. Um, yeah, they knew they were going to lose Orlando Brown. So guess what they did? They went out and got another tackle aggressive. that they be aggressive. aggressive. And they could yeah. stand go and get they, a tackle from the Jags. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. It's and they okay. have the best player in football. They could they stay back have as much and just hang out. Salary cap money as the Patriots do, and they go out and they. Now, Andy, what this tells me. No, it's not Belichick asleep at the wheel. No, you don't have to insert meme of Belichick and Linda asleep on the train in front of a pile of snacks. Barbados Bill. Yeah, Barbados Bill. No, nope, we don't need to see Bill and his little sky blue skivvies on the, on the beaches of Barbados. This tells me that Bill Belichick and Matt Groh and uh, who else is up there? Elliot Wolf, Billy O'Brien, et cetera. They all value and view the roster and talent that they already have as more valuable than most of us do on the outside. So who's wrong here or who's, who's off, who's off base. Are we, are we going to sit here and say, and then receive all sorts of clap back for this digital announcement that we think the Patriots brass is wrong and that their roster isn't as talented as they believe it is. Well, I mean, their decisions over the last four years have not been great. Their recent track record is questionable at best. Uh, and I know you get in trouble when you say that. People are all pissy when I brought up Belichick's drafting because there was an interesting chart um, that made the way made the rounds on social media about 
how the Patriots get above expected value in trades of draft picks over the last mm -hmm. X number of years. And I said, well, mm -hmm. he can still win trades. It's the picking of players that's become a little questionable. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Even Brian Morey, freaking former director of the uh, Hall of Patriot Place, the Patriots Hall of Fame, was like, oh, yeah, he won six Super Bowls without being knowing how to draft. And I was like, not what I said. Not what I said, you defensive little poopy pants. I said of late. And you know who note likes to note the drafting of late? Robert Kraft likes to note the, the funk they went into for a few years drafting. So their their track record making decisions, I think we've earned the right to question, right? Mm -hmm. you, people like you, the Foxborough frauds. The All right, here we go. It's time for you people brought to you by hopefully one day Miller Lite, but not yet. We're just letting them know this is a perfect segment for them to sponsor. You people used to tell me, oh, well, you're going to question the guy that's going to the Super Bowl every year, that's got six Super Bowl rings, nine Super Bowl. No, no, no. I'm questioning the guy who over the last four years hasn't won a playoff game, has missed the postseason two of the last three years with losing records, and the rosters have been questionable at best at various points in the last four years. That's the guy I'm questioning because that's the guy who's atop the organizational depth chart and making decisions. So... You know, using your own logic of the old days, he was he was beyond questions when he was going to the Super Bowl every year, right? Okay, mm -hmm. let's pretend that's true. Okay, what was uh, what's what's missing from that equation? Um, me. Some, uh, right, yeah, you know what it is. Hasn't won a playoff game since I left the organization. Ever since you fit, you nailed it. There it is. Finally, the key to the crime. Not this guy, not this I, guy. Yep, no, not the guy behind you. Nope, not him. Not the not the handsome one. Not the one whose whose whoa, whoa, name, image, and likeness decorates that this this wall of nonsense behind me. Nope, it's you. Ever, Ever since, since you left, left the, organization, the organization, that one year where he was still part of the organization and I wasn't. You know what he did? He threw a pick six, and they lost a home playoff game. Facts, not opinions. Ever since Weei hired the two of us, the Patriots have won zero playoff games. It is what it is. Facts, the numbers. I know hey, they never they never lie. They're ne you always say the truth is never cruel, and I say that numbers never lie. So that's okay. That's the job of lawyers, lovers, and liars. Uh, all right. So as we as we wrap up this inaugural portion of the segment, uh, analyzing Patriots free agency or the start of Pat's free agency 2023, what kind of moves or or tell me, Jacoby Myers? Do you think now he stays because the market has shifted? Do and some other players have gone off the board. Uh, who do you think the Patriots could target? Just a quick little uh, hypothetical, speculate, uh, speculative type of thing. Well, it, as you said, it seems like they prioritized their own players. Mm -hmm. So using that logic, there mm -hmm. is a chance that Jacoby Myers is back, right? They, yep. If they prioritize their own players, then Jacoby Myers is still their own player, still available as of recording of this podcast. And I know Mike Giardi said, excuse me, that the wide receiver market was maybe coming together slower than, and mm -hmm. it was almost like, People were waiting for a first shoe to drop. And then, I mean, it makes sense if you have OBJ still asking for 20 million a year. Uh -huh. And if Mike Reese is right and he expected or, or projected the market could go north of 15 million a year for Jacoby Myers, uh -huh. it makes sense that those are slow to come to fruition. Maybe you can pull on the heartstrings of Jacoby Myers. And he says, you know, the, the huge money isn't available. Hey, Jacoby, that number I've been throwing out for months. Three and 39, $13 million a year, Jacoby. You're comfortable here. You like Mac. We like you. He likes mm -hmm. you. Maybe he takes the Jonathan Jones approach to, to free agency. But beyond that, you know, I know Orlando Brown technically is still out there, mm -hmm. but doesn't it feel like they're not going to be in on, if they're in on Dillard, 
feels mm-hmm. like they're not going to be in on Orlando Brown. Like that was a plan of a more middling yep. mid market deal. Um, it feels so, like you know, it feels like yeah, they prioritize like Trent Brown in a contract year. They think he's still a high leverage player. He's probably the left tackle pending health for 2023, and they're going to look for a value play. Uh, not named Isaiah Wynn at right tackle this season. And they'll have Stu- they'll have McDermott be priority swing tackle number one, Stuber dragging behind him in training. And maybe they'll take somebody in the mid rounds. Like maybe they're not even going to use that first pick on Paris Campbell or Broderick Jones, or they'll end up trading back. And it's a whole value play. And it just makes you wonder, Andy, do the Patriots see the way the rest of the AFC East is coming together and think, yeah, I don't I don't know if this is going to be our year. So let's just continue to like rebuild Whoa. for 24 and 25. And we're, if so, we're doing another bridge year? How many uh, bridge what, years what do they have? I don't know. What are the I mean, it's a well, bridge just, to nowhere. No, honestly, Andy, this is a I thought this was a great tweet. Rich Keefe and I use this as a launch point for many a discussion on Monday night's edition of the Rich Keefe show. Give him a follow at Rich Keefe show. I thought this was a great tweet from Doug Kide yesterday. Um it kind of just asked like the million dollar question. Uh, hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. I have it saved and faved. If Aaron Rodgers does eventually go to the Jets, and we can use this as our bridge from segment one to segment two, uh, but I'd love to hear your answer. If Aaron Rodgers does eventually go to the Jets, then what is the Patriots goal this season? And what is an attainable way of achieving that goal with three seemingly more talented teams ahead of them in the division? 617-779-793. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on in the division. I mean, we learned a lesson last year. Rich Keefe learned a lesson last year, or he should have. We had the first uh, example of a Hall of Fame quarterback switching teams and it blowing up in the team's face. His name was Russell Wilson. They were not Super Bowl contenders. They were not even a competitive, good NFL football team. So anything can happen in football. I've always been a firm believer in that. I think people forgot that with Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford and these quick turnaround um, trades for quarterbacks and it all fell into place. Mm-hmm. I still believe football's different. And when you add an old quarterback, like I don't think it's a guarantee that the Jets, if they get Aaron Rodgers, are a Super Bowl contender. It looks like it on paper, and he mm-hmm. may be motivated, and that could be all part of it. And the Buffalo Bills looked like they were regressing, not progressing last year. So mm-hmm. right there, those two teams have some some questions. They're going through cap issues in Buffalo because his cap number exploded. Then they had to redo it for him and mm-hmm. Von Miller. So there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of moving pieces. They're losing talent in the back end. They're losing talent at linebacker. Tremaine Edmonds goes to the mm-hmm. Bears. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that in a little bit. Um, and then the Dolphins, the third team, have a quarterback question that's probably as big or bigger than the Patriots quarterback question because to his head – even if two is great and lives up to what they think he's going to be, that's why they picked up the fifth-year option, he could take a hit on any Sunday, Thursday, Monday, whatever day they play. It could be in go, practice for all uh-oh. we know. Yeah. Yep. So and That's why they signed, and that's why they signed Mike White. But if all of those teams are healthy, if all of them pl- play as – if they're healthy enough. But they won't be. It's, it's right No, there. they that won't be. And, and the happen. Patriots won't be either. But it's hard to argue all three of them right now look better than the Patriots. And right. So, when so you did the Broncos. At the, the Broncos look yeah, better than the Patriots paper, last offseason. Nothing is won in the offseason. The 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 Philadelphia 76ers, the the Brooklyn Nets, and I and people would say, wait, whoa, right. whoa, why'd you just bring up NBA? And the because Raiders. The NFL has become the NBA. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of big name pieces moving. We're gonna put together teams and it's gonna be great. And this is gonna be awesome on paper. Oh crap, we just had to take the football field. We're not as good as it says we are on paper. We're not gelling 
on both sides of the ball, like it said on paper. So mm-hmm. I know I'm grasping at straws a little bit here. The Patriots are the least talented team in the AFC East right now. By the way, they were just a half a step. They were a Zach Wilson out of the basement last year. They could have easily been the basement team in the East last year. Other teams are improving or at least making significant changes. They are spinning their wheels through the first few hours, few days of tampering. And as I look, and we'll wrap up segment one with this, as I look at the Patriots' laundry list of immediate uh, and high-priority needs on the roster, offensive tackle, wide receiver, cornerback, tight end, safety, punter, likely kicker, and maybe backup quarterback, I don't think many of these needs are going to be addressed further in free agency at this point. I don't, I don't 11 even, draft picks. Woohoo! Yeah. Yay. Oh, man, those three-sevenths in the compensatory threes and fours are really going to help the Patriots vault back to prominence and help us relive the glory days of dominating the AFC East, wash, rinse, repeat. Tom I, Brady I, was I, a compensatory pick, you boob. Yeah, there you go. You showed, yeah, you showed Fitzy hat. I can do this. I can do this Foxborough fraud thing. It's not that hard. It's fun. I've told you. It's actually kind of a fun lane to steer into every now and again. Uh, I do think they re-signed Jacoby Myers. I do think he'll stay. I do whoa, think he'll whoa, stay whoa. at home. That's big news. And I think they'll re-sign Myers. And I do think they go out and they get, I think they re-sign Peppers. And I think they go out and get some sort of uh, mid-range, one of the, you know, Juan Thornhill, one of those other t- safeties that may cost like three, four, 21, something like that. And Jalen Mills uh, did tweet yesterday. What was it? Y'all, y'all remember I'm a safety, right? Or yeah. y'all and remember I'm I've a hybrid? I've been telling people that for two years. Nobody wants we, to listen. So I know what, again, these are the things we say on Six Rings and Football, things that eventually everyone else catches up on, but you often hear it here first. All right, that ends segment one. Thanks for listening, everyone. Rate, review, subscribe, and share all year long. Don't you think that just because there's no game action until September, that there's no preseason until late July, early August, that there's no draft till the end of April, that we're going to be taking it easy, resting on our laurels or vacationing? No, 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 no. Six Rings is a 24-7, 365 experience at Six Rings Pod, at Fitzy GFY, and at Jumbo Heart.